Hey guys, it's Jade Conkle Roberts and this is The Final Whistle. And welcome back to The Final Whistle, brought to you by the Rugby Connection podcast. Now, our next guest, it has been about a year in the making trying to get her on the show. 56 caps for Scotland. She was actually Scotland's first full-time academy player way back in 2016. She was at the World Cup and she's also a firefighter for a London Fire Brigade in her spare time on top of being an amazing world-class rugby player. It's Jade Conkle-Roberts. Jade, thank you so much for coming on. How are you getting on? Yeah, thanks for having me. Getting on well, you know, busy as always, but glad I could finally, finally be here. Um, It's been a long time coming, so no, glad we could finally get a date sorted, which is good. I think when we first, oh, we'd love to have you on the show, last year's Six Nations hadn't started. And since then, obviously, we've had the Six Nations, we've had the Summer Tour, we've had a World Cup, and we're just about to go for this year's Six Nations. So it was worth the wait. It was all good. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Definitely. We've already broke down the friendship barrier because we've kept in contact and I think I already said to you then, but congratulations on the wedding and I don't know I... if you've had, have you had your honeymoon yet? No, not, not yet. Of course not. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> no question. <laughs> hopefully going to get away this summer, but TBC. Fingers crossed. Just even a nice little week. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be no nice. Fa- That's what we're no going to fa- try for. No fires, no rugby. Just a beach or a pool or some good food. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'd chuck all of it in just because you've been working too hard. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, first question that we ask all our guests, just to get the ball rolling. What actually got you into rugby in the first place? Um, so I used to spend my Saturdays going down to watch my dad play. Um, so the, the local rugby team where I'm from in Bress Craig Denain. So every Saturday... My dad would have a game, so I'd be running up and down the sidelines wanting to get involved. And, you know, you built loads of good relationships with the team and they all kind of took me under their wing. So that was the kind of first sense of that community and rugby family that I had. And I loved it. Every time he didn't have a game, I just wanted to, you know, be down at the rugby club, running up and down, going to the the pub for the post-match stuff after. um, Because you just felt so, like, like, different like because none of my friends were doing that on a Saturday so it was nice it was a nice environment and you know my mum would take us to the shop we'd get a fizzy juice we'd get a bag of crisps and a sweetie so yeah no it was just like a nice little day out on a Saturday um I love that I wish I had that I'm gonna pull that up on my dad so why didn't I get a fizzy juice or a sweetie when I went to rugby I mean every Saturday that was my treat Ah. Oh, yeah, I was definitely hard. I was definitely missing a step there. <laughs> I'll keep that a note, though. I mean, I'm one, of, I'm one of four, so it was probably the only way my mum could keep us under control, so... Fair, fair enough. I, I, yeah. I, it's just me, so... Right. Uh, yeah, so maybe not. <laughs> um, you've probably answered this question so many times, but, like, how do you balance rugby and firefighting? Because they're both very tasking jobs within themselves. And you've decided just, yeah, I'll do both. It's fine. <laughs> I like a challenge. What can I say? Um, well, like for me, like joining the fire service was something I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted to join an emergency service. So when I had the opportunity to apply, I did. And then obviously it's quite hard to get in. Like the process is really long. So when I did, I was like, well, I need to make this work. Um So I just find a way really. Like, yeah, like sometimes it can be like the summer, for example, last year, 
really really hot summer you know really busy at work so that's when balancing the two was quite difficult because you know like it was physically exhausting in every area of my life whereas obviously we come into the winter it quietens down a little you still got all your training for both um like obviously in the drill yard making sure we stay up to scratch but physically it's a lot less um so yeah I think it's just you just you just make it work I don't really have any answer like I've got to do it so I do it um I mean, that's, a, that's a fair answer but you don't have you don't have to do it <laughs> Yeah, true, true. Um, but I want to, you know, like that's going to be my career for well past rugby. You know, I've, I've played rugby for 10 years now, um, getting on a little bit, um, obviously after 10 years in the women's squad. So, you know, you just want to have that security after it. And I think that actually aids me playing better, knowing I've got that kind of distraction from rugby. So it's like that time away and my kind of downtime that I've got something else to focus on because I like to be busy. I can't really sit still. I'm very, very rarely, you know, at home watching telly. I'll very much be like on the go. Even if I am at home, I'll be like, oh the dishes need done or something needs done. You know, I'm constantly getting up and down. Um so yeah, I think having that makes me play better. I I I personally think. So that's why I, I want to balance both. No, that's, that's good, and I like the fact that you're driven for like, your life after rugby as well, but you have got many, many years left in the rugby game. <laughs> so, I hope so. I do hope so. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm glad you actually mentioned last summer, because obviously me and you met after the USA game, Yeah. and we were just having a conversation, and I, I don't know who she is, I'm guessing like one of the like team managers or something. Oh, was that when I had a flight to catch, and I just yeah. wouldn't leave? <laughs> So for those that for those that don't know, me and James having a conversation at the damn health in Edinburgh. Just well, I don't even think we're talking about rugby. I think we're just talking nonsense. And one of the team managers for Scottish rugby came up and went, "Jade, taxi in two minutes." Now I was confused because I assumed you all got the team bus in. You did, but yeah. Jade was working down as a firefighter in London the very next morning. So quite a full eighty minutes of rugby against the USA, got in a taxi to Edinburgh Airport, down to Heathrow, I think. Yeah. And then firefighter next morning. So, yeah. Absolutely for that. I made my flight, though, because, I like, obviously, when you're walking down after a game, I love talking to people. Like, it's one of the highlights of my day, like, thanking people for coming out, you know, saying hello, getting some pictures, like, just, like, having that little interaction makes such a difference. Um, So, obviously, because time was so pushed like literally my taxi was in two minutes my flight I was already going to be late for checking in um or like pushing the boundaries anyway so any form of traffic would have messed that up but they're like right Jade you know taxiing like it started off like your taxi's here in 10 minutes taxi's here in like seven minutes right Jade we really need to get you in the changing room because you need to get changed because I'm still obviously full kit postman <laughs> okay yeah taxi in two minutes you need to come and then somebody's like oh can we just grab a quick picture and I, I just can't say no so like yeah like they're they're very good at trying to usher me to make sure that I'm everywhere that I need to be but it is a challenge especially when it's like so quick after a game because I love to just spend time after a game and speak to people ah the taxi could wait <laughs> the flight I would, I would as well but we just sorry the flight's got to wait for me yeah exactly just be that person you can have that logic like yeah. it's like an old, I think it's like an old Lee Evans show like but the plane won't leave without us yes it will yeah yes, yes it, it will, will. Um, we've actually got some fan questions coming in 
Um, Frankie has asked, she's actually managed to chuck in three, so fair play on her for that. Nice. Do you have any advice for women wanting to get into the emergency services and she actually wants to be a police officer? So. Well, um, for me, it just I guess do some research. Um, if you can get down to your local stations wherever possible, um, especially like the emergency services, everyone's so welcoming. Like we'll be driving along and a police car will pass and we all wave. Same as the ambulance, we all wave. Um, so yeah, like everyone's really welcoming, friendly. So get down to your local station, go and ask some questions and do some research on it. And sometimes services have like cadet programs i know the fire has fire cadets army has army cadets i'm not sure about the police um but they might have something so yeah just do some investigating and don't be afraid to go and say hello and pick their brains at the station i love that i'm glad you actually mentioned the fire cadets because i was a fire cadet oh were you briefly nice well i'm asthmatic so i'm I'm not allowed right got you generally i went for like the two three weeks Every week, I think it was like Dunfermline Fire Station or something, because they did the big one. And they're like, oh, does anyone have any medical conditions? Now, I didn't know what that meant at the time. So I was like, no, I'm good. And my dad's like, yeah, you do. I was like, what? He's like, you're asthmatic. And the firefighter heard I went, you can't be a firefighter. I'm like, ah, terrific. Interesting. you got to turn me out of rubbish now, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know if that is still the case. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd be surprised if it was, but I mean, don't quote me. I'm not sure. It's fine. It's been 20 years. Of, I'm over it. I'm not. But a lot of things <laughs> have changed in 20 years, so yeah. maybe that's the case. No, nah, that's fine. Um, Frankie's also asked, what's more stressful, preparing for the Six Nations or fighting fires? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That's a really tough one. Um, I think both are, to be honest. Like, I... You'd be silly, like I, I get quite nervous before a game. Like I've got my kind of routine that I do and you know, I I do get pretty nervous and pretty quiet on game day morning. You know, I'm quite pretty quiet on the bus, pretty quiet in the changing room. Um and then same at work, like when you get called to a fire and say it's like a, a big one and um like conditions are quite bad and you can't see your hand in front of your face, you know, everyone has that kind of I guess sense of not panic because we're all very calm but it makes you think a bit and it can be quite stressful so I think it's kind of hard to pick between the two to be honest which is bizarre because you know saving lives and playing rugby yeah. they come hand in hand so totally. yeah, that, that's a tough one but I, I genuinely say both um obviously I've played rugby for a long time now but I still get super nervous um and I think that's a good thing like yeah. that I care um, and same for work like as soon as you become complacent that that's when you have a problem so yeah you know you have those moments where you're like oh okay right I'm gonna go in there um x y and z so yeah I'm gonna go for both can't pick between the two. I mean I'm glad the, the whole nervous thing because like, like I've spoke to you for over a year now on messenger and like obviously when I see you in person we have a little catch up see the minute it comes up like Jade Conkle Roberts has joined the call I'm sort of like oh <laughs> i do it all the time it doesn't matter who it is i could talk to you forever on social media or mm-hmm. in person but as soon as it's like they're coming on to record it, as soon as it comes up their names added to the call i'm like oh god <laughs> <laughs> we're all human we're all human we are absolutely and frankie's final question for you which harlequin's teammate would be the best firefighter 
Oh, oh, that's a good one, to be honest. Hmm. Well, Sarah Bonner is obviously in the Royal Air Force, so she's got course, no military yeah. experience, so I think she'd be really good. Yeah. Um, you know, the Aussies, they've got potential these days. It's true, yeah. Put them on. Do you know somebody that um, I think would bring a really good vibe to the flyer service would be Langi Shuima. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think like like she's she's really she's always fun. She's excited, but she puts hard graft in when it needs to happen. And I think she'd be a good addition to the team. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I like that. That's good. I love the fact that you mentioned Sarah Bonner as well, because she could bring the vibes as well. Oh, she always brings the vibes. There's not a day that goes by where she doesn't bring the vibes. She's just. Actually, I'm meeting her for a coffee this afternoon. Actually, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I could do with that coffee. Um, now, obviously, when we had Ellie Don on, I asked you to try and stitch her up, and there was nothing from it. No, nothing. Well, well your teammates aren't so generous. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, and then you have to guess who said it. Right. I have to ask about your secret dance moves. My secret dance moves? And I was like, so I said, what makes them secret? And apparently it's because you come across so like, oh, sweet and innocent. I am sweet and innocent. I'm, I, I'm just, <laughs> I don't get the messenger. I've just been told to mention it. No. <laughs> Does that come from Jodie Retty by any chance? No, it wasn't Jodie Retty, no. Jodie Retty? No. Wow. Oh. Maybe. Okay, you want, I'll, I'll let you have one more guess and then I'll... Uh, Rachel McLachlan? No, but... Oh, no, that would have been... That would have been no, it was, uh, it was Lana Skeldon. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Okay, my secret dance moves. I partake on the background of TikTok, <laughs> not the inside of TikToks normally. So, okay, that's fine. To be fair, see what oh, I'll tell people. Well, I was going to say we did do um, this kind of catwalk thing, and you know the dance moves came out. But just to chuck Lana Skelton under the bus, as she won oh. that day. Oh, okay, that's Those were much better than mine. That's very surprising. I would not expect that from from Lana. <laughs> But that's fine. You've, we've got Dara on the horror as well now, so it's all good. Um, I've lost my job. I thought that because I can't imagine Glenn O'Skilled and doing a dance competition. <laughs> um, Gemma, one of our co-hosts, has asked, if you were a back for one game, what position would you play? Yeah. Back. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it would have to be 12, wouldn't it? Crash ball 12. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. That would make sense. Yeah, but then I guess like fullbacks have a lot of space to run in. I don't have a lot of space to run in, so it'd be nice to mix it up a little bit. I was going to say because I mean your stats are freakish <laughs> in the nicest way, but I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like I've heard, like the meters you make is basically the equivalent to like an outside centre. And you've got less meters to actually... I mean, I have a wall every time. Exactly. A wall. And and I feel the wall every time. It's not a case of, you know, I just, you know, rack up those stats. I feel it. The next day, I feel it. Um, But yeah, yeah, it would be nice to have a bit more space. I'm not going to lie. That's that's, almost a cheat code if we give you more space. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, then I'd have to get faster as well. So it's part and parcel. That defence in the back, it's a lot. It's a lot of space you've got to cover. You can always just kick and hope. Oh, that's Sarah Bonner's era, not mine. 
I've got that 50-22. I've never seen something so beautiful. It was on the touchline as well. She didn't have much space either. So the thing was, yeah. it was, it was, um, I was, in, I ended up playing nine for that split moment, and all I heard was, uh, so she calls me JD quite a lot. So she was like, JD left, JD left. So like, just eyes up, seeing her, and then there's me and her running down the wing, and I'm like, she's like, her long, her legs are long. She's like taking off. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna catch her. And I was like, how am I going to get there? Because I'm obviously the closest person. And then she booted it. And I was like, thank you. And then I was like, good. At least we've got time to then obviously like usher up and kind of close down the space. And then it went into touch. And I was like, what a gal. (laughs) Some effort. Yeah, like I've seen you share. I've seen Sarah share it. I think some of the other Scotland girls shared it. And I'm just, I kept watching. I'm like, she's got like, she's on like the tram lines. And catches it perfectly. And yeah, it was lovely. However, um, for about three games after that, she kicked at least once, and we're like, right, okay, right, you've had your time. Stop now. And yeah. she has. She has. But she has never, never say never. Sometimes it works. Maybe she'll put it back in. We actually at Quinns, we have a theme of random forwards kicking every so often. <laughs> Mix it up, you know. If you can, you can. But I will not be doing that. I was just going to say, are you going to be doing that? I think the ball would end up behind me. I don't. I did that once, and almost don't mention it. Yeah, or or I'd grubber. I'd grubber, and I'd miss the ball. So, Mm, grubbers are tricky though, because then you have to actually. Yeah. I feel like there's more timing in it. I don't know. There's probably a ten out there that's like ears have just exploded. Listen to us talking. I mean, I'll focus what I'm good at, and I'll let them do the kicking. Exactly. Yeah, and what you're good at is like top tier. So there you go. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Harvey, one of the co-hosts as well, he's asked a more social question. He's asked, who's the best drinker at Quinn's? Who's the best drinker? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, I I don't really drink, so I never, like, I don't go out on a lot of the nights out, to be honest. Not that there are a lot, but when they do, um, I'm like a a one-a-year show face kind of gal. Um, Best drinker? Hmm. I'm trying to think you know of Briny Cleels shone through as a good, you know, good party. Good party yeah. So we'll go for Briny at the moment. Yeah, yeah I like that. She's probably um, the good like Emma Swords. She's another good one, actually. Emma Swords. I would have said Ellie just because when we had her on, she said she's got a party trick, and but she wouldn't tell us what the party trick is. Do you know what the party trick is? Oh, I can't say I've seen the party trick. So I've actually only ever seen Ellie drink once as well. It's gonna, it's gonna rack my brain to like I see her in person. I'll, just I'll have like, to, I'll have to investigate. Well, because she said somebody <laughs> asked, like chucked the question like, "Oh, what's your party trick?" And she went, "No, oh, I can't say that." And I was like, "Why? What? Like, how how bad can it be?" And even when we stopped recording, I was like, right, God, what is it? And she went, ah, that's fine. It doesn't matter. I was like. Interesting. Mm. I'll do some investigating. I'll do some digging. I'm going to get a message from Jade one day. Just, and I'll just be like, oh, no. <laughs> it's probably going to be so anticlimactic as well. I know. It's probably going to be like, like open a bottle of beer off a table. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> it's not yeah. about, about angles then. Um. Obviously, you're now in part of the first batch of players in Scotland to get full-time professional contracts. Yeah. Massive congratulations on that, and it's well-deserved. 
long overdue in my opinion. What's next for women's rugby? Um, well, obviously, like the contracts that have come in just now, absolutely fantastic. Hopefully, you know, a lot of players will get to spend more time on rugby, um, which will develop us all individually to then hopefully come together and, you know, be a stronger collective. Um, I think we need to stay on this positive trajectory. Um, this is the first step. And I think it's going to come down to, you know, playing more games, all playing, you know, a higher league of rugby week in week out like I think there's something ridiculous like 24 of 28 all playing the um Allianz Premiership um which is incredible because then you're going to be playing more competitive games week in week out so I think it's keeping keeping that kind of like good games going and then also just the kind of coverage is getting better and that makes a massive effort into you know younger players wanting to play um, and that'll just keep growing the game as well. So I think everything that's currently happening, but just needs to happen for longer, but we're on the right the right tracks. Absolutely. I've all, I've been saying it for, I think for about a year, year and a half now, that just pay them, like just pay the girls. And I know there's a lot more dynamic into that, and it's not as easy as that sounds. But sometimes when you look into it, yeah, it is. It yeah. Is, it is that easy. There was one, I'm not naming or anything, but we looked into one. I think we actually mentioned it on an episode. And there was this much money available, yet this team was struggling. I'm like, yeah. And we all just kind of sat like, that doesn't add up. Yeah, I, I don't know the politics of it, but obviously really grateful um, that they've now come out with this. So hopefully by the next World Cup, there'll be a big difference. Like nothing's going to happen overnight. Like you yeah. can't just give contracts and that's it. We're going to win the next Six Nations. Like... That's the way it works. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, year on year, we're just going to keep building with these because, like, as much as we're now being invested in, all the other nations are being invested in too. Yes. Everyone's on the up. It's not just us. So it's still trying to compete whilst everyone has more resources. Um, so we couldn't not then get contracted because then we just fall further and further and further behind. Um, but now I think it's it's... It's going to happen where everyone catches up, which is what we want. Absolutely. I think this year's Six Nations is going to be very interesting because it's the first, as the first professional Six Nations. And then you can see where everyone's at and then where they're going to go. And obviously, like England and France have already been professional for good... Quite a, quite a long time. Too, too long. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I genuinely cannot wait. I'll, I'll love... I'm not just saying that because you're here. I, I love women's rugby. They're, it's different to the guys. I feel like it's totally a totally different sport. Yeah. And you just play more ball in hand, and I love that. You're not kick and chase or kick tennis, as people refer to it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, just keep that going. I love high-tempo rugby. Oh, don't worry. I hate it. When I see the backs kick, I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like, I get the point of kicking. I yeah. get the territory game. But there's nothing worse when you've just worked your butt off and then all of a sudden it kicks. Then it kicks back and then you kick again. And I'm like, I'm not here to play shuttles. Yeah, I would just stand there like, once you've decided what's happening, then, then we can go. <laughs> I think, don't get me wrong, like I said, like I understand the kicking game and I yeah. respect it and I get that that's a part of the game, but yeah, I'm very much a, let's just play. Just play. Yeah, and if it doesn't work, then start kicking. Yeah. Use it as a fall. Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same as you. Um, just briefly, 
I want to talk about the World Cup quickly, just because it was our first one in 12 years. How was your whole experience in New Zealand? Yeah, really good. Um, obviously, for me as well, like I've been in the squad. I first started training with Scotland in 2012, um, got capped in 2013. So I've missed the two World Cups prior to this. You know, we tried to qualify, we failed. We tried to qualify, we failed. Um, so then to finally qualify third time for me was just a dream come true. Obviously, from having trained for the last 10 years with the team, trying to get to a World Cup, it was a bit you know, like some weight off the shoulders when we finally did it, it still kind of felt surreal um, that that kind of t 10 years had paid off and that we were going to a World Cup in New Zealand um, with a cracking pool as well. Like we'd never played Australia, we'd never played like New Zealand, anyone in the squad. Um, so yeah, it was really exciting. Exciting to obviously like go and play rugby in New Zealand because that's what it's renowned for. Um, and just the kind of experience like, yes, it would have been better if, you know, we'd come across, come away with some wins, but ultimately we competed at the end of the day with Wales and um, Australia. We didn't know what to expect with Australia. Um, so for it to be so close, you know, there's lots of learnings that could be taken from that. Um, and I think we can just grow from that. Like we've now participated in a World Cup and, and competed to an extent. But I think that, that bodes well for 2025. We hopefully qualify and then we compete even further and then it's just a stepping stone like that. No, I love that. That's spot on. I mean, I was up at like, I don't know, three, four in the morning whenever the games were on. Yeah. You could see it. I was like, there's obviously not the New Zealand game because that's... that's New Zealand. They won the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got me by the world champion. It's one of them ones like, Oh, no, they lost to the world champions. Yeah, I mean, the frustrating one at that is the second half was significantly better than the first. If yeah. we played the way we did in the second half throughout, the score would have been a little bit more sympathetic. Mm. Um, I think, you know, we got a bit of a shock to the system in that first half, um, which is something we need to take control of as a team. But because that has now happened, we can hopefully learn from that to stop that happening in the future. You learn from your mistakes, exactly. That's it. How was how was it facing the hacker in New Zealand though? Yeah, really cool. Um, they're like, you can't break eye contact, you need to just like like stare in the same place. And I was like, okay, okay. And when I was watching it, I was I was more fascinated. Like mm. it wasn't like a oh wow, like like it was intimidating, but it wasn't like, oh wow, this is super intimidating. It was more like this is so cool. Yeah, that sense. like it was all just a bit surreal, um, which was awesome. So yeah, I loved it, loved it. I think the bit that caught me off guard this this year, especially with with the Black Ferns hacker opposed to the All Black hacker. Obviously, if it's like challenge accepted, you march towards them. Yeah, the Black Ferns didn't give you that up. They marched to everyone in the World Cup, and I'm like, oh, well, that's new. Yeah, so we we <laughs> did go up ten. But then they yeah. obviously come towards as well, um, which is cool because then you actually end up closer because when it's like the far away is what it used to be, because now you yeah. can actually go up to the halfway line, whereas mm. before you could only go up to the 10. So now that you can go up to the halfway, you're actually a lot closer. And I think that's where it felt so much like more intense, which is what you want. Did you ever think that when you were going forward, like, yes, we've got this, and then they start coming to you like, oh, wait a minute, wait, no, no, no. No, like we knew they were going to come forward, so... It was all good. We were prepared. Fair, fair enough. Um, just before we go into something else, can you quickly tell our, our listeners and viewers about this new 
I want to call it like the Celtic League, the thing that's like before the Women's Six Nations. Um, I don't know too much about it, to be honest. Um, obviously, I'm based in England. This is more for the Scotland-based players. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Like, I think some other players might be called in for it, but, yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. I know that, obviously, it's it, it's got Ireland included and Wales as well. Yeah, I think it's just a yeah. Celtic, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. Not That's sure. Fine. It's just because I I got tickets for it and it was like they were trying to describe it and when you were purchasing it and I was like, sounds like a development thing. Yeah, like I think it would be good because then like the more Scottish-based players or players that aren't getting a lot of game time week in, week out would hopefully then be able to play slightly higher um, rugby. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, but I'm not 100% sure. I probably should know this because I've had some emails and stuff about it, but... I'll need to go back and read them further. I'll just agree with you. It's all good. We'll just... yeah. It'll I be think good. I think it's class, like that they're branching into different nations as well. And I think that's that's another way that you're going to grow the game and that everybody's growing, not just the ones because not everyone can move down south and not everyone yeah. wants to move down south. Um, so hopefully that then starts to bring more people back into Scotland um and builds it that way. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think the the whole plan is like at least two semi-professional teams. Yeah. So that tells me Edinburgh and Glasgow. I mean, I presume so, but... <laughs> I, would, I would go it with that. all my heart's with the North. The North is where it's at. I was just going to say, should just Scotland in general have... There's always rumours of the third team. And the question is then, like, Highlands or, or Borders. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one, but um, it's, it's above my pay grade, so... Yeah, it's well above mine, too. <laughs> We're going to go into something a little bit different now. We're going to get to know all about Jade. So okay. it's, it's nothing really rugby-based. It's all just about you. So what is your favourite... I know you's, you're not a big drinker, but what's your favourite, like, social drink if you are out? Uh, a mojito. Oh, OK. D- doesn't go out much, but likes a mojito. Yeah, because I don't go out much, I'm like, mm, well, I want to, you know, spruce out and drink what I enjoy. Yeah. I like a little mojito. Nothing wrong with that. That's the, the leaf one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like the minty, yeah. rummy one. And then um, Genius Brew, actually. I've had some of their stuff before, which is quite nice. I had some at Christmas, actually. That was a surprise pack from, from my mum. So me nice. and my dad split it, and it was quite nice. I'm not a big fan of the IPA one. I, okay, I've not tried that one. Well... I don't think I liked it. I liked the lager. The lager one was nice. The nice cold can. So yeah, yeah, nice. that, was, that was pretty cool. Um, is there anything you binge watch on Netflix or recommend on Netflix? Or um, we watched um, a thing called One of Us Is Lying. That was quite good. It's like a high school drama where somebody dies and then they're trying to figure out who did it. You know the typical rubbish. Yeah. Binge yeah. Um, I binge watched quite. A bit. Oh, Wednesday Adams, love that. I've, I've seen, yeah, I know you love that. I've seen, I've seen your dance on it. Don't worry. I got forced into that by my eleven-year-old niece. So I'm sure you got forced into it. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone's done it. I've, yeah. I've not filmed it, but I have sat. Like I've heard it, and I've just kind of just you know started to move. Yeah, it's catchy. It, it's, it's very catchy. That's not even the song that's from the show. That's the bit that makes it better. It's not even the song. I know, I know. I actually didn't realise that. And then I was like scrolling on TikTok and then I was like, oh, it is different. <laughs> Which is funny. 
Only only TikTok would do that. Like, yeah, look, it's from this show. I'm like, yeah, the dance is, the song isn't. Yeah, but I mean, it works both ways. It does, it does work both ways, absolutely. Um, what's your favourite song or style of music? I really like, like, just chill acoustic music. Like, any form of just, like, chill, chilled song. Like, the ones you listen to when you're, like, drinking a coffee or first thing in the morning. Like, just, just calm, chilled. Yeah. Nice. Like, yeah. Any certain songs or artists that you like to chill out to? Uh, I've got a playlist. It's got over like 700 songs of chill songs <laughs> in it. And I just nice. play it on random all the time. I love um, that. My partner always says, do we have to listen to your music? Because it's all sad. I was like, it's not sad. It's just calm. It's chilled. Chilled. That's what we like. But it could be sad. Some of them could be sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then on, on game day, it's more more upbeat. Um, so yeah, like I've got a very eclectic taste in music. I like pretty much everything. Yeah, if it's a good song, you'll listen to. If, yeah. What I listen to more is the chilled stuff. More that's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Love that. And every time we ask someone this, it's always a different answer. Nice. Which, keep, which is why we keep it in. I never know what people really expect me to listen to because obviously, like, I'm quite like a physical player. Like, you know, I'm covered in tattoos, and I'm like the most chilled, laid back person ever. That's true, actually. I think I might have misjudged you the first time we met as well. Most people do. Most people do. Because I think like, you walked past, and I was just like, "Oh, Jake, could we get a picture." Like, yeah, of course. I was like, "Okay." I wasn't obviously. I'm not complaining, like, I, I, I'm really bad for misjudging people. Yeah, like, quite a lot of do. quite a lot of people are like, oh, I just expect you to be really scary. I was like, me? Scary? Absolutely not. I'm the biggest teddy bear around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can absolutely vouch for that. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. I don't know why I keep this in. Nobody picks cats. To be fair, like, I'm, I'm, I like animals. I'm not a huge animal person though i've got no time like i wouldn't be able to have time to have a dog oh right yeah you know okay I mean? so like i'm not like disheartened that i can't have a dog anytime soon in my life to be fair i don't want a dog anytime soon yeah no i've got a little boy and my mum and dad's dog and him like work together to annoy me nice like, they stand in the stupidest of places they'll stand in the middle of the kitchen and if one's acting up the other wants my attention. And I'm just like, you are doing this on purpose. It's like, dynamic duo. So, no, yeah. I'm not getting a dog. <laughs> Hate to burst this bubble, but that's not happening. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe when, maybe when he's like eight or nine and he could actually like help me walk it. Yeah, fair. That's a fair deal. Yeah, that's fair. Um, What's your favourite film? Moulin Rouge. Oh... I got made to watch, maybe because I got made to watch it at school, I was like, this makes no sense. No, I absolutely love Moulin Rouge. But then I like other ones like A Star is Born, um, yeah. Southpaw, really liked Southpaw. We want a more like sporty. The Jake John Hall one, yeah. Yes, yeah, loved that. Um, Dirty Dancing, big fan of Dirty Dancing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I get made but, to watch that like at least. Once a month. <laughs> nice, nice. Moulin Rouge is the top though for sure. That is the Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman, yeah. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I was that one I got made to watch. We had to watch it at school. 
because we got made to watch it, nobody was interested. Yeah. But I still it was like... A a ran- like, it's a bit of a random movie as well. Yeah, I think the bit that caught me off was, like, they're all lovey-dovey, they're singing a song, and then he's dead. I'm like, what? What? How is he, How is he dead? What happened there? What have I missed? Well, she dies. Clearly you weren't paying attention. Come on. I failed drama. <laughs> Fine. It looked like he died from the bit I remember. It's like she's holding someone and... It's the opposite. It's the opposite. I'm just writing my own film at this point. No, you are. <laughs> you and McGregor into it. It'd be a hit. It's fine. But that's true, actually. You and McGregor's got a, a wide range. He does. From Trainspotting to Star Wars to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. Put anything, put anything to make it make sense. <laughs> um, what is your well? I'll say honeymoon. What like where is your dream honeymoon? Um, so we actually are going to do the North Coast Five Hundred like properly, oh, nice. like climb a lot of mountains, like do it properly. Um, but also we really want like a beach holiday, so just somewhere simple like Greece, something it's like that, not, not too good. far away. Nice place. I think, Hot. yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to go there. Hot. Fine. Mojitos at the beach. Mojitos on the beach. <laughs> love it. Yeah, sounds ideal. I love that. Um, who is your dream back row partner? So, obviously, you'll be at number eight. Who's your blind side? Who's your opposite side? You could pick one on each side, past and present. You never have had to play with them as That's well. really tough. I know. I like these questions. Um, I loved watching Donna Kennedy play, so she'd have to be in there. Donna Kennedy, good old yeah. legend of the game. Um, so I'd probably have to put her to six, to be honest. Fine. Six. So um, you can get, you get another six from present day as well. Another six from present day? Oh, yeah. got a good partnership at the moment at Quinn's. Uh, Katie Mew, class. Absolutely class for her. She's just back from injury. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for Katie Mew. That's fair. And then you've got past and present on the open side as well. Gosh, I don't really know much about open sides. <laughs> <laughs> too, fast, too fast for me. Um, sevens. So back in the day, I played with Tess Forgeberg. Um, okay. so she played for Scotland back in the day. She played seven when I first joined, so she I thought she was unreal. So we'll go for Tess. That's fair. Yeah, I like that. And anyone from present? Present. I'm trying not to go for the obvious ones. This is the thing. Like, like I could obviously straight into Scotland, could have said the Rachers, you know, could have said Lou. But I'm trying to go like a little bit not predictable. More conservative, yeah. Yeah. Seven. You can go predictable if you want. If you really want to, you can go predictable. Well, now that I've not said one Rach, can't go around and say the other, can I? <laughs> I don't okay. know if you listen to this, so you probably <laughs> you might. You might. Um, another seven, a present seven. We'll go for Jodie Retty, just because she always brings good vibes. There you go. See, no Rachels for heart. They weren't. They weren't. Um, oh, also, Retty plays hooker mostly, but she has come on at seven recently, so that's why we're just going to go for her. Oh, she's one of the hybrid players. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, favorite style of food or food cuisine? I kind of write that as the same thing. I don't know. If like Thai, different. Thai food. Yeah, go for Thai. What's your What's your go to meal and from Thai? Right now, I really like like a tofu and cashew nut 
stir fry. Oh, nice. Can't be a stir fry. They're so easy. Yeah, just vegetables, some soy sauce. Happy days. Happy, exactly. Nice and easy. And if you cook too much, there's your meal prep sorted as well. Perfect, perfect. Favourite pizza topping? For a big pizza eater. I don't really like cheese. You don't have to have cheese on it. Okay. I know. Do you know I what? Sweet corn. I used to, so sweet corn. Loved sweet corn on a pizza back in the day. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I love yeah. the answers that catch me off guard. That's what that's what we keep it. That's why we keep it natural as well. Yeah. That's just salt. Have you ever had sweet corn on a pizza? No. Then you need yeah. to it. probably yeah, like at school and all that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But if I'm going out to buy a pizza, I don't no, I wouldn't put sweet corn on it. I used to always order it with sweet corn. That was a given. Fair enough. I mean I, I like sweet corn and I like corn on the cob, but it's just one thing I've never try it. Try it and let me know how it changes your I life. Will do. See at the Six Nations like, by the way, spot on. <laughs> Does pineapple belong on pizza? Oh, each to their own. If you like it, you like it. I personally wouldn't, just because I think it makes it a little bit wet. Um, oh, I've never thought of it like that. Bit soggy. But if you like that, you like that. I like pineapple to be very much a fruit rather fruit. than on a savoury thing. I like it as juice. I'm not yeah. even keen on it as a fruit. I like <laughs> pineapple juice. I like tropical juice. And that's about as far as it goes with yeah. pineapples. Yeah. The other one that I learned, and it's a more Southern Hemisphere thing, is they put pineapples on their burgers. Yeah, like you get that in some of like the Brazilian restaurants and stuff. They all like um, grill pineapple. It's actually really nice. I might have to try it. I mean, I guess we've had that. It's like, just try it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I feel like it was just putting me off, like knowing it's pineapple. I feel like the, the, the knowing it's pineapple is the problem. Well, it must be nice for quite a lot of the population to eat it. I mean, like, it mustn't be that weird. It can't, yeah, can't be that bad, yeah. It might yeah. It's probably, probably just me being awkward. It's like back um, in the day when people used to say they used to dip chips into a McFlurry. Bizarre. I've tried it. I don't... It's all right. I wouldn't... It's very sickening. You can do it all the time. But then, I mean, we're Scottish. We fry everything. There's like a battered pizza. We fry everything. Madness. Absolute madness. Have you tried? Have you had a deep fried uh, Mars bar by any chance? Years ago. Only so then I could say I've tried it and it was horrific. I didn't mind it, but you could only have two, maybe three in a lifetime. Like you can't have that constantly. It's not. No. Not healthy. There's a chip shop near, well, where I'm from, and they just used to have a sweetie range, and you got to pick, and they would deep fry. I'm like, oh, oh you're making, what, you're making it weird now. Yeah, no. And it wasn't even like chocolates you would think of it. It's like deep fried boost bars, and I'm oh, like, oh, no, I'm like, nobody's wanting this. No, no. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Have you got any hobbies away from rugby? Hmm. Um, not really. Um, between work and rugby, I don't have much time for much else. Like, I like to read, um, especially, like, it's my New Year's resolution to just read more. Um, it's, like, minimum 15 minutes a day, which I've done so far. So... Well done, yeah. 
thanks and um, obviously if it ends up being more than that if I have a bit of time then yeah great but as long as like at least 15 minutes a day whether that's before bed first thing in the morning at some point in the day perfect that's not on a phone it's got to be paper okay so like old old not a kindle uh to, i don't have a kindle so yeah no. yeah i don't get it. i like i like the change in the paper it's like all this technology technology now that's like, oh you could write on a phone ah paper you're going back the way now yeah. <laughs> essentially yeah I don't some some features you get now i'm like we already had that you're just making it light up yeah cool it's not it's not technological if it could light up i could put a bit of paper over a light yeah simple <laughs> if there was going to be a film on your life or career who would who would play you in the film so somebody asked me this before and i didn't have an answer so i ended up saying like the bearded lady from the greatest showman <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah I have no other I don't know I really don't know I don't like do you know when you ask that question you like all form of celebrities just disappear out your brain yeah yeah so she was the first one that came to my brain don't I don't know mean, why you could do better than that Jean. well who, who would you say oh uh, why'd you ask me that see see all celebrities <laughs> gone out of the brain I'm trying to think, because do you want them just to be a good actor or do you want them to look like you? I don't mind. There needs to be some similarities. Like, you'd be able to, like... I mean, you can't have them as, like... I think on just pure, like, ass-kicking abilities, I would go... I don't know her actual name. She's in the Fast and Furious films. The one that plays Letty. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'm not sure, but... Just to- just out of pure, like, ass-kicking ability. Yeah. Okay, nice. we'll go her. I'll take that. Do you know, I'm really going to have to find an answer to that question because I'm asked <laughs> it a few times. I'm more annoyed that people are asking this and it's not me. I thought it was a very unique... I can't remember who asked me it, but I didn't live it down, that's for sure. It's one of those ones... Like, this is the stuff I'll, I'll remember more. I'll not... Like, obviously, like, everything you've said before the getting to know you thing is very great, informative. But on a personal level, I'll remember, like, she likes chilled out music. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. And it's stuff like that that is why I keep doing it. I'm, trying th- I'm still trying to think of an actress. I might have to just message you one. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I can't ask if you have tattoos, because we all know you've got tattoos. We have a lot. Are you, are you planning on getting any more tattoos? Probably, probably. Not at this present moment, but never say never. Maybe get like uh I don't know why I always try and give people ideas. I'm not an artist or anything. Maybe get like a fern because you were in New Zealand. Yeah, I already got um a New Zealand one as well. Never mind. <laughs> I got it in New Zealand. Got it in New Zealand. Oh, you all you all went for a tattoo, didn't you? Yeah. Well, most of us got most something. Yeah. So what did you get then? Uh, I got Kia Ka. Kaha written on my arm, which means like be strong. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Final question for you today, Jade. One thing you'd like to be remembered for? Um, one thing I'd like to be remembered for is probably that I'll always give everything on the pitch. 
Um, so no matter what, I'll always give absolutely everything I have on and off the pitch, to be honest. Um, and just um, like I like this saying, I can't remember it exactly, but it's like people won't remember what you do. People won't remember what you said. But people will always remember how you made them feel. And I think if I can leave the game knowing that I made everyone feel good in a way, whenever kind of whatever interaction I had with them, and it was always a positive one for me, I think that's really important. I love that. That's so good. And book is now shut. You've absolutely smashed it, Jade. And I can't thank you enough for agreeing to come on. No, thank you for finally having me on. I'm glad. I'm glad. And you should see see my colour-coded calendar. It's literally ridiculous. I I mean, I felt special when you were like, it's in the calendar. I was like, (laughs) I don't, I get like a reminder half an hour before, like for the Zoom link, like, oh, you've got a meeting. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Nice. (laughs) I'm obviously a bit more organised than that, but it just comes up like, I can't swipe it away. It just stays on my phone till I open it. I'm like, I get it. I've got a meeting. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, nice. But can't thank you enough. All the best for the rest of the year. I, I know you'll be in the Six Nations. Hopefully. No, not hopefully. I know you'll be in the Six Nations. <laughs> and we'll see you at the dam because all three games are at Edinburgh, which yeah, just makes class. sense because it's better than Scotstown. <laughs> but no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be entertaining. You're gonna make up some stupid stats, and we might even let you drop back and give you those meters at throwback. Maybe one day. Not with official fifteen. Just, just no, like drop back just, every so often. Yeah. It happens now and again. So yeah, absolutely go for it. And yeah, can't, I honestly cannot thank you enough. And it's definitely been worth the wait. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate it. Brilliant. This has been the final whistle with Jade Conkle, and we will see you next time.